0: Welcome back to The Gather Podcast. In this week's episode, I sat down with co-founder of Jungle Brothers and Bulletproof for BJJ, Joe Worthington. When Joey and I first connected, I was immediately struck by his character, passion and humility. He's a strong leader and inspires through his actions both in business and in the health and fitness realm. In this conversation, we chat about creating a tribe and the power of community. We also touch on his eat to win philosophy, which is inspiring the people to reconnect with food. I encourage you to check out his Instagram. The man makes some pretty delicious food and we'll encourage you to do so as well. Additionally, if you wanna hear more of what Joey has to say, give Jungle Brothers a follow. They are creating some pretty awesome and unique things. I hope you enjoy today's conversation with Joe Worthington. I'm sure you'll be captivated by his enthusiasm just as I was. Enjoy. How the the one-on-ones going, you enjoying being back into more of them or it's?
1: Yeah, look, I don't, yeah, I mean, I don't love the PT. It's Mm. not it's not what i see myself doing but when i'm when you're out there in the park and it's you know it's it's like a cold morning the sun's coming up and you're like I, the people that i coach i really like them all I, it's you know i value spending time with them um, and i get paid to do it and it's, it's supporting me so i like I, i've really yeah, i'm very grateful to have that as as something that i can do when i want to yeah um, so yeah i i have been enjoying the the pt stuff
0: yeah. I'm much the same. Like, I think like, it's, it's not the priority. Like I don't love one-on-ones, like it's not the main thing, but it is nice to to do it when you want to do it. Like it's like a enjoyment when you've got someone that you really want to work with. You're just like, yeah, like it's, let's train.
1: Yeah. And I think it's like, I mean, it's a great privilege as a, mm. you know, that you can, that you can turn an income from doing that. Yeah. When you look at, you know, People are doing, you know, whatever people got all sorts of jobs and some of them are losing them. And, and it's like, my job's not under threat and it's, it's enjoy Like it's, you know, it really ticks a lot of boxes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a fortunate position to be in. I think like having that opportunity, how's, um, how's Bob going? How's Leah?
1: He's good. He's good. really good. You big? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Astronomically. Hmm. Um, He's eating... Yeah, my partner, Misa, she's really... She's doing an amazing job on introducing him to solids. So he's eating yeah. three solid meals a day.
0: Is that um, early for, or is that normal?
1: No, nah, the the convention is apparently you can start to give them solids from six months. Yeah. But different people approach it in different ways. So I think it's pretty early in terms of like he's eating like everything. Steak, chicken, toast, you know, fruits, like like yeah like whatever like it's it's just she's introducing him to everything so Mm. um it's very cool and yeah and you know he still drinks milk he still drinks mother's milk like all the time as well so it's just it's just upscaled his yeah yeah Yeah, it's it's um it's a real special thing to watch i mean she orchestrates most of it and i just sort of help her i can yeah um but just seeing seeing a kid like put different flavors in their mouth and how they screw up their face when they're eating strawberries or or yogurt, sour things. Mm. Uh, and you know, you see like, you see an intensity when they eat like a, we gave him steak the other day cooked steak. Yeah. And, um, you can see that they're like, he connects with something in there where he's like, fuck, this is good. Like <laughs>
0: <laughs> early. That's good. Yeah. I read something like it is important that they do get solids really early. Like, that's how it would have been, right? Like, you're around the campfire and mum and dad are just fanging food to the young young Tucker out the back. Like, that's how we would have had it, for sure.
1: Yeah, I don't imagine there was any great uh, sort of uh, structure Q-rayed, to it. Q-rayed right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And, yeah. Um, yeah, apparently in the first 12 months is where they form a lot of their sort of, um, I don't know, responses or behaviours to certain textures, flavors. Um, so, so all of it, yeah. So like giving them like a piece of meat as opposed to like pureed meat is beneficial because they're getting used to like the texture and the, the you know, whatever. Mm. Um, yeah, the, the, the only consideration is that you don't want them to choke, so you gotta give them pieces that are either small enough that they will just, that it won't, that they can't choke on it or it's big enough that they can just hold it in their hand and gnaw on it, yeah.
0: have you um have you thought about offal
1: um you know what i don't we haven't i think he might have he might have oh he did have a little bit because we made um we made some some chili beans like a chili con can using the carnivore mince that you and i have spoken about at length so good um and you know like he loved that so it's not been um it's just been a part of if it's there Mm. and we're eating it he'll eat it but we haven't thought oh we need to get organ meats in at right you know right now
0: yeah 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 i wonder like i wonder like for me i'm not i'm not super big on it like we spoke about it like it's a hard thing to eat but i wish i had it, like have had access to it like really young like and it almost just became normal and you're just like yeah like just eat like kidney and liver and heart like that's just like a normal thing yeah but we're I know almost you like, repulsed by it
1: yeah, because it's hard to adjust your palate once you're an adult, isn't it?
0: Mm.
1: Like it is a bit mm. gnarly to eat those things. So we yeah. have to find ways around it.
0: Yeah. Now I think this is a good segue. I would like there's a, a number of things that I want to talk to you about today. I think you got some cool perspectives on a lot of things. But talk to me a little bit about, bit about eat to win. <laughs> bit of phenomenon. I love it. <laughs>
1: it's taken the world by storm, hasn't it? It has, it really has. Um So eat to win, (laughs) eat to win was a, that's a classic question. Eat to win was a, um, it's it's, like a lot of things on my social media. It's a little bit tongue in cheek. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's kind of me having a bit of a dig. And then it's also me sort of posturing a little bit and saying like, you know, this is why I'm the fucking best because this is how I eat. (laughs) Um, I, I actually stole the name from a, there was an app a long time ago. I think it was like a calorie calculator. And it was called Eat to Win. It was all about calculating your macros for performance. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know where it started, but it was just like I needed, I wanted something to add an extra layer to my standard um, Instagram stories of my breakfasts and my dinners and stuff like that. So the, the Eat to Win thing was like, um, you know, sometimes I'm eating clean, sometimes I'm eating, you know, whatever junk food. Uh, sometimes I'm cooking leftovers. Sometimes I'm structuring my meals for the week, like, you know, meal prep type stuff. It's all eat to win because Mm. for me, that diversity is what's important. So it's my burgers on the weekend. It's having some chicken wings and a beer, you know, whatever, when you can go to the pub. Um, It's my weekly meal prep where it's like, you know, a week's worth of clean meals um, down to like cooking methods. And like, you know, I, I, I take a lot of pleasure in cooking, nice meals for Mm -hmm. myself and my partner and and Mm -hmm. plating them well and like that whole thing so it's all eat to win um and i think what's cool about it is that people it resonates with people for different reasons so i get people who now use the eat to win hashtag that's where i'm taking it as the next frontier
0: it's just like such a nice way to look at food i think And it's especially coming from someone like in health, it's a nice perspective to be like, yeah, like you are having beers and burgers on the weekend and that's still part of a winning eating diet and, and connecting with food. And that's something that I'm super passionate about as well is like eating just sort of chicken, broccoli and rice is not a sustainable winning way to eat. Like, it's just not a good thing to sustain yourself. Like we are meant to enjoy our food. And and I, every time I see you post, I'm like, fuck, like he gets it. He gets, he gets like foods meant to be delicious and, like it's so good to see people rallying around it. Cause I think like everyone wants to enjoy their food.
1: Yeah. And I, I think a huge, um, a huge part that's overlooked in the whole sort of health and training and eating space is um, taking pleasure and pride in how you prepare food. Mm. Like, you know, if you go to that extreme end, like the bodybuilding side where it's like, yeah, you fucking, whatever, you grill the chicken and you boil the rice and steam the broccoli Um, you know, but then it's like most of my people and most of our people, they, they enjoy, like we all like go to cool cafes and we all like, you know, um, we all like, like to invest in, uh, I don't know, like a fancy meal out every now and again and things like that. So I think knowing how to cook that kind of stuff and and being able to enjoy cooking and, you know, even like making your own hot sauce, things like that, that I like to do, um, I think that whole side of nutrition is often underexplored yeah um, and so I try to kind of yeah there's like there's like this whole spectrum of different things you can do right from preparation to prepping and mm. you know whatever calorie counting and all that stuff.
0: Yeah I, I think we're just so disconnected from it like at large like the whole society is disconnected from that like that ability to create a epic food and be connect with, something that is so like natural for us it's like be around cooking with people and stuff like that and like yeah like you said it is such a missing missing piece
1: yeah it's um it's a fun one i i like it i really like i find cooking quite meditative and so Mm. yeah yeah same for you yeah 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 it's a it's a it's a really nice way to sort of i don't know get mindful for a while um so yeah, I like the yeah. It's a good one. I like I like sharing that with folks. And I think if I look at um, if I look at like as a coach and having worked with so many people over the years, I would really like to have been able to teach a lot of those people how to cook. Actually, yeah, like it's if if there were a way where you could incorporate that. Relatively easily into a session or so, or part of your training program.
0: Mid pull ups, just like flipping a steak.
1: <laughs> yeah, like do the little celebrity chef setup in the middle of the gym kind of thing. But um I think that would have, that would actually be really cool because super valuable. Yeah, as you know, like if you can make someone interested in making in making food, then the the likelihood of them eating a healthier diet is so much greater, and yeah. then the likelihood of them getting the most out of their program is infinitely greater.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think that's like where I like, it comes back to the whole first time I stepped in jungle brothers. I like, I'd been looking for the answers for a long period of time at like, what's the best nutritional strategy? Like what is the best training like that I can be doing and stepping into a place like jungle brothers, you kind of realize that it's all those things. And like, when you're looking at food, like primary example is it's not just macros. Like it's, it's so much more than that. And giving someone, like you said, like teaching them to enjoy that. And embody that process like makes them like they'll just naturally eat better food from that because they're more creative to like look at ingredients differently and it's yeah i think you're doing you're doing wonders you're doing good stuff there (laughs) it's sick
1: when am i going to see you using the eat to win hashtag i've
0: used it once i'll 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 bring it back i don't want to make you feel bad i cook pretty delicious food
1: (laughs) i did see your your,
0: your um your lamb leg yesterday it looked epic
1: it was good. It was oh, real it was so good. good. I'll be eating it again tonight.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, kind of leads me to my, my next sort of point. And this is the main direction I wanted to, to go with you today was I feel like as a society and, and culturally we're, we're very disconnected. Like, and I think that's a, a major issue from um, not only just a health and fitness standpoint, but a societally, especially now with lockdown and everything um, and jungle brothers is really sort of put a flag post up to be like, okay, like we're taking a stand against this sort of sterile disconnected society. And we're going to bring it back to this essence of tribe. And like I said, the first time I walked in there, I was like, fire out. This place is different. Like this is, this has got an aura about it that I'm like, I want to be here and just hang out. I don't want to just come and train. So can you talk a little bit about what you saw initially you guys, Paulie and T um saw when you were creating the business, was it was it initial you like, okay, like the, the people need to, to come together and form more community because it's such a vital part part of health, or was it more organic that you started to see we need to bring people together as you were going through?
1: I suppose uh some of it was like we recognized early on that the the classic gym environment was quite toxic. Um uh, toxic, maybe that's a little bit too strong a word, but it was it was it was kind of alien to what you know we're used to as humans. Like mm. you're in this, you're all in this room together, there's all these different people, but no one's um communicating with each other. Everyone's kind of like looking at each other, but not talking and judging and feeling insecure and projecting and you know, all that sort of stuff. Um, people got their earphones in, and it's like you go in, do your workout, and then you get out of there. So we always felt that that environment was just really weird, um, yeah. and then you know you got the whole like mirror thing and you know whatever that's going on. Um, and as well as that, we had all come from backgrounds of sport and martial arts, where the the activity is centered around a group, like a team. So you know when you when you know you come from a, a rugby background, right? It's like you got your team, you're hanging out, you guys train together you banter together you maybe go out for a drink every now and again like there's this whole social aspect to it that is uh integral to the rugby team playing rugby um same thing for jiu-jitsu same thing um for Thai boxing right like even though they're more individual sports you train with the team you hang out like there's that whole social aspect so we wanted to bring that side of things to training and to fitness um and you know, our sort of views on conventional fitness, uh, the conventional fitness industry, um, they were further wide ranging than that. Like everything, everything that happens in a big fitness first type gym is kind of divorced from um, what it is that humans actually do, right? From the lighting in the place to the clothes that the trainers wear to the materials on the floor and the, the funny equipment that you're using. Like it's just all so abstract. So we wanted to sort of go as far away from that as we could. And that was sort of how we started the gym. We didn't, we probably didn't recognize, it probably wasn't as intentional in the very beginning for us to create the tribe uh, in the form that, you know, that you, that you see it now and that you've experienced. Um, I think that really came about from us leading the place in the way that we did which was just like this is our gym like we're this is our gym this is our work it's this is our life now and we're putting everything into this and if you want to come and train here then you can be a part of that and that meant we're all hanging out we're socializing like because you know it's like as a coach like you've been working all week it's like well I'd love to go for a beer with you guys after class tonight or you know what it would actually be really nice to have a barbecue at the gym you know, in a couple of months' time so we can all hang out and get a little bit loose. Um, so all of those things that we did, the social events, um, you know, the the wild Christmas parties, we started to do them. And then we'd get this feedback from the people that, that they're like, hey, um, that fucking party was awesome. Like, when are we doing it again, you know? And, you know, all of a sudden you're realizing, wow, people really love this. And we really love it too. Like, it really makes... Like it it strengthens those bonds right between us and our people, um, to have those experiences together. So it just kind of rolled along that we had to have, like, we had to continue to nurture those kind of social bonds. Um, and that like in doing that, it, it took care of so many sort of potential, uh, issues, I guess, like one, it really makes people feel like they're part of the thing, um, so, you know, maybe you're kind of new to the gym, but you come to the Christmas party and then, you know, you get to hang out with everyone and you get to connect on this deeper level and all of a sudden you feel like you've been there for a lifetime. Um, the other thing that it does is like it it it, it weeds out or it filters out uh, like the people who aren't right for the place. So, you know, if you're coming to the gym and you're a bit of a hero and you want to just try and be the, the strongest dude in the room and you're not really into, you know, you're not looking to make friends or sort of, you know, share or contribute, that kind of thing. You're not going to like, you're not going to like our gym. You're not going to want to come to the social events and that's slowly going to force you out, um, in a kind of passive way, which is perfect because it means then that everyone that's there is actually there. Um, yeah, I think that, that we were like, uh, we were fortunate that that it evolved in the way that it did and that we recognized how beneficial all of that was. Um, and all it really took was buy-in from us to go like, well, we're going to give everything to this place, and that, that then means that for coaches who are coming in and working at our gym, people like you, you know, you, you had a stint there when you were in Sydney. Um, it means it it meant that the coaches also they had to buy in, yeah. and I think that that's it's also been excellent because in the same way that it filtered out the members that weren't right for the place, it filtered out the coaches that weren't right for the place too, and selected mm-hmm. the ones that were like. They really wanted to be there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because it's a very sort of, like it's a different story to what most of the fitness industry is doing. Like most of the fitness industry is setting up like sort of fast turnovers and and like the sort of um, fancy equipment and that sort of thing. And you, you guys really took like this, like almost counterpoint, like we're just going to go do this different thing and just see who comes. And I think like even when you're walking around like a global gym, like for myself when I've been there, you're kind of you're looking for that connection like even if you are sort of ego lifting or something you want someone to look at you and, and have a chat like everyone's kind of like waiting to talk to each other like it's there everyone wants it <laughs> yeah like it's amazing um, isn't it you, yeah you go
1: say something to someone and they're like you see the relief in them like they're like oh i'm so fucking stoked yeah. you asked asking the question
0: yeah yeah so was that like because there's obviously like the tendency to want to go and do what everyone else is doing. It's the easier thing. Like if you're setting up a gym, it's more, um, I suppose, safe to just be like, okay, we're just going to set up a fast paced class and just get as many members in as possible at the start. Was that a hard thing to be like, no, we're going to stick to our guns here and like really try and just cultivate this community as opposed to just try and drive profit.
1: It was never, I have to say, it was never hard for us to, to kind of carve our own path. Um, because, because we started the business because we wanted to carve our own path. Yeah. So it was always like, no, we're doing this to create something different and, and change this industry. Um, but within, on a more sort of micro level, there's definitely been plenty of times where it was challenging to stick to our beliefs. Um, you know, things like, um, Things like when we started and we didn't have a lot of members and you're not getting, uh, you know, your member growth isn't at a particularly high rate because your marketing and your sales isn't very good. And then you start to think, oh, maybe we should do some weight loss challenges and maybe Mm -hmm. we should, you know, add some hit classes and call it like an ab, you know, because you ask your members and they're like, what do you want? And they're like, oh, I'd love to lose more weight and I'd love to do an abs class. And you're like, oh, maybe we should do that. And when you're in that position where you're shelling out money for rent and it's, there's not a lot coming in, it's very, it's, it's very easy <laughs> to go. Yeah. Right. To go, okay, fuck it. Let's just, let's just go with what works and, and copy f 45 or whatever. Um, so, you know, on that, on that micro scale, it does, you do have to, uh, you do have to stay quite principled. And I think that we're very fortunate to have T Paul and myself, three of us, where so if anyone ever got kind of if everyone anyone ever felt a bit vulnerable you know you could bring it to the guys and be like should we do this and yeah the guys would be like no that's a fucking terrible idea like (laughs) and you'd be like that's what i needed to hear let's go um yeah that's does that does that kind of answer your question
0: yeah it does It, it does for sure i think the next thing is like well because it like you've now made a successful business out of it so you've shown that it is possible to to have this sort of alternative gym set up. And you guys are, are sort of paving a big way forward and moving that sort of, I suppose, globally, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. How do you see the industry sort of adopting more of that? Because there's still like a lot of demand for the the other side of things. Is it more a case of there needs to be more people doing the same thing or it's like the people will come when they're ready sort of scenario?
1: I think that the I think that the people will kind of come when they're ready. I think that there's right. a there's a craving there's a craving for gyms like for a gym like ours. Mm. And I think that it's kind of that non tangible thing that a lot of people look at, you know, through our social media, and they're like, oh, that fucking place looks cool. And mm. if there was a gym like that near my place, I'd I'd probably go train there, you know. And then yeah. yeah, and that like what you said about when you came in and you felt this thing, and you're like, oh, I really I like this. I want to be part of it. Mm. I think, um, I think there's uh, a huge space for gyms like that, you know, anywhere, everywhere. And they're not all going to be exactly the same as ours, which is kind of what our idea is, right? It's, it's, it's not about recreating exactly what we've done, Mm -hmm. but it's about taking the systems that we've created and taking the, the, you know, the things that we do, the behaviors and the activities and then kind of morphing them into, to whatever suits you, you know, I, um, I see a lot of kind of small gyms already kind of doing some of this really well. Um, you know, we spoke about um, that gym, uh, new strength up near yeah. you. yeah. And you know, they do, and they're all about like lifting heavy weights, right? Like it's kind of like a bit of a powerlifting kind of strongman place, but they do like um, burgers and beers and deadlifts, yeah. whatever, you know, on a Friday night or something. And I'm like, that is like, that is awesome. That's what your people want. And that's what you want as the guy who runs the gym. Like you obviously like burgers and beers and deadlifts.
0: Mm.
1: Um, so I I think that uh, there's a space for more places like that to open. And I think that if you can empower a young gym owner who has all of the passion and all of the dreams yeah, with the business systems and the tools that they need So that the business can be financially successful, right? So they can not be bleeding money and be forced into sacrificing their values. Yeah. Um, I think that that's the key for them to be successful with their passion because that's kind of this, that's, that's the thing is like, you want to, you want to fulfill your passion, but you also want to be successful in business. And sometimes your passion uh, doesn't allow you to be successful in your business. And so, we've kind of been able to find a bit of a middle ground where it's like okay here's what you need to be successful here's how you can fulfill your passions and here's how they can sort of um, live together
0: yeah would you say that the main thing that's stopping people from like small gym owners at the moment when they start up from sustaining those values is a lack of that support like if you guys didn't have if you didn't have i suppose T and paul like it probably would be a different story, right? You wouldn't have those, those people to sort of hold you accountable and keep you to your vision. Um, and that's what most small gym owners don't have. They don't have that.
1: Yeah, I think it's a combination. I definitely think like your team is, is integral to that. But the other side of it is where you get your information from. Mm. And, um, you know, like I look at the, the three of us, early on, like in the sort of first five years, six years of the business, we didn't know anything about business. So we had all of this belief, but we didn't have the the actual understanding of how business works to be able to, to make the belief come to fruition, um, in a successful way. So it was by getting business coaches and having mentors and speaking with other gym owners and like doing all of this research and investing time and money, um, to be able to find out how we could make it work. So I, I can think of almost like a like a, a parallel situation where the three of us had all the passion, but we, you know, and we kept each other accountable, but none of us ever got any better as business people or as like coaches yeah. or as leaders. Yeah. And it wouldn't be where it is now.
0: Yeah. You guys would still just be hanging out and training there, but the membership <laughs> yeah. wouldn't be there.
1: And- yeah, I'm wondering why, like, no one's coming to classes because they're the best fucking classes in the world, you know? Like, why don't they want to be here?
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's cool. Tell us a little bit more about the Alliance and what's going on there because I think that's a that's a cool sort of story that's coming into fruition at the moment.
1: So, from yeah, from the beginning, we wanted to create something that was truly unique, that had the power to... Change the face of the fitness industry, right? We wanted to create a gym that was that people would go, wow, that's fucking different, and that's super cool, and I love it. And we 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 wanted it to be bigger than just our one gym. We weren't sure what that would look like. Whether it was like, did we want to have franchises? Did we want to go and um, run these gyms ourselves? Did we want to copy the CrossFit thing and have like affiliation? Um, we never really knew. We just knew that it had to be bigger than than our little four walls in Botany. Mm. Um, And so uh, the Alliance was born out of that idea. And what what it is, it's our effort to empower aspiring gym owners. So, you know, PTs, coaches, and even existing gym owners who feel like they're not really doing it the way they want to do it. And it's our effort to empower those people with the systems and the, the education they need to be great at business, right? And to, to run a successful organization that that makes them profit and allows them to, to build the lifestyle they want, um, but also gives them the tools and the kind of confidence to do it on their terms. So they can go and create their own Jungle Brothers style gym. Now, uh, it doesn't dictate everything they do. So we give like a, we give like a basic framework. We go, this is how we do it. This is how we run our classes. This is how we program. This is how we train our coaches. Here's how we do our social events. Like we give them everything mm. and then they can take that and then kind of mix in their own sort of um, I guess their own areas of specialization and their own passions on top of that. Right. And the, the beauty of this thing is, is that uh, it becomes a collective. So the, if, when you join the Alliance, you become an ally And you become a part of this larger organism Mm -hmm. that is essentially evolving all the time. Right. So um, these small gym owners, and you, you would know this, you go to these small gyms and these small gym owners are doing amazing things. A lot of them are really doing incredible things with their programming, with their systems in the gym, with their, uh, with their social media. Like there's all this amazing kind of stuff that's evolving in these little ecosystems, but because they're limited to their gym, all of that information never really makes it out of their gym unless they decide to open another one or unless they decide to franchise or whatever. And as we know, most of them don't. Hmm. So the Alliance provides a platform where as a small gym owner, you can then share that knowledge and share that information. And so for someone else who's in there, who's earlier on and is looking for solutions, they can look to Lockheed for some help or they can look to, you know, ghetto movement. Like, oh, what are you, what are you guys doing for side splits? How are you guys working on that? Like, yeah. So you you end up with this place, like this hub, where there's this collaboration and this trading and sharing of knowledge, uh, and that in turn starts to evolve what the best processes are for running businesses, for developing strong, durable humans, um, for doing great marketing, for building the lifestyle you want. It start all of that stuff starts to rise to the top.
0: Yeah, it's such an epic idea. Like, it's so needed. And I think it, it comes back to what we spoke about at the start, like about that aspect of tribe and sharing and coming together. It's like it's the way forward, as I said. I think we need more people collaborating and sharing those ideas because, like, when you try and do anything by yourself, it's just so much harder.
1: It is, and It is. And, you know, like, as we said, sort of touched on before, there's this constant financial pressure that is always on you. It's like gravity. It's always bearing yeah. down on you. It's like you're paying your rent every month. You, you, you know, you're paying your staff, you, you got expenses. Mm-hmm. So there's like, people only have like a, a short time span to make it work within before they have to either get a new job or they have to sacrifice their values. So um, the, for us, we're like, well, how can we expedite that process for people? We look at what we went through those initials in that initial period of our business and we came so close to going broke so many times Mm. it was only because we were all so hard-headed and um determined to do something great that we made it out of the other side to where we now have a business that is you know self-sustaining but most people wouldn't make it through that stage and so if we can get a hold of that young gym owner at the start of that journey And go, hey, here's all this this awesome educational content and help and mentorship and guidance that you can lean back on so that we can save you from wasting that money and wasting that time. I think that it's ultimately going to allow these individuals and, you know, it's a pretty, um, these people with the passion, these are the people that should be leading these gyms, right? It's not an investor who's looking to, you know, make an extra 10% return each year on his investment. Who goes and opens an f45 these are not the people that should be leading fitness communities right Right. it's it's people with the fucking dreams and with the passion um so yeah we're trying to put the power back in the hands of those individuals people like us early on in in the game
0: Mm, such a powerful thing it's a very generous thing as well like the the tendency would be to like a lot of people in the fitness industry kind of like close off and want to hold their information close to their chest but like nothing grows from that. Like you can just, it's sort of a might sustain the self, but it doesn't really gift anything to anyone else. So it's very generous. I I, Like I'm just so mesmerized by the the concept of the Alliance. It's such a sick thing to do. So well done.
1: Well, thanks, man. I mean, and you know, you've, you've, you know, you've had a little part, right. You were involved in our, in our coaches intensive and you've contributed content to, to our coaches handbook. Right. Um, That was very generous. You know, that like, you you coming and doing that and that was you know i'm i'm guessing for you it was like it was a pleasure to to go massive i've got all all this knowledge i'd love to share with your people Mm. um
0: and that that alone becomes like a form of currency like like in that like within the alliance it's just like okay like we're just generous to each other and we trade information or ideas or time as like a form of currency like i know that like in two years time i could message you and be like hey like i need i need a job and you're like yeah for sure like come on in kind of thing and vice versa like it's it's creating that community that we can share things and just be almost go back to this idea of like not favors but like relying on other people because you're in the same community
1: yeah right it's it's it kind of that's right it's almost like a um it's almost like a pre-capitalism kind of capitalism. Yeah. Yeah. You know, where it's not like, well, how much are you going to pay me for that 30 minutes? It's like, okay, yeah, man, let's, let's do something. And, and we know the good things will come from this for everybody.
0: 100%. Yeah. More collabs. That's sick. So good. What are you guys doing at the moment? Like, I think obviously times are different and and lockdown and, and so forth in Sydney. What are you guys like week, week five or something now?
1: Yeah, look, I'm not even. I haven't even been keeping He's track. Drowning into a trance. I, yeah, I've I've been um I've been quite fortunate in truth this time around because when we had the first lockdown, I was um, still working in the gym full time. Mm. So, um, I was obviously an integral part of the management and you know um, keeping the members going and the online class and all that stuff was was you know in my sort of day to day. This time around, I'm not involved in that anymore. Um, So Paul and Dylan, they run the gym, Tiora has gone up north to set up his gym there. And then I'm working on the Alliance remotely right from home. Yeah. Um, So I've been quite fortunate in that I I haven't had to deal with any of the sort of um, day-to-day runnings of the gym and that it's always a little bit stressful through this time. Mm. Um, I'm in touch regularly with Paul and Dylan and you know these guys are trying to keep the staff. You know, there's like nine coaches. They're trying to keep them motivated and and happy and and you know earning. Um, they're trying to make sure that the you know that the 190 odd members that we have that they're happy and training and engaging with with you know uh, the the online classes and the forums and all that stuff. So um, I'm. Yeah, I'm I'm sort of in a position where I can consult a little bit on that sort of thing, but I also don't have to worry about it. And I know that it's in great hands with those guys. Yeah. Um, my day-to-day has been more going between uh, a lot of chatting with T because we've been um, essentially we're charged with getting the Alliance up and running. So T's been doing a lot of discussions with the the software developers to get that running we've both been talking a lot with uh, friends of ours in the fitness industry, other gym owners who are interested in becoming an ally. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I've been building out the, like the webpage and the marketing content and all of that stuff. And, you know, it's such a big idea that trying to clarify like the marketing message and have a website where someone can jump on without any idea of what it is and, within 30 seconds, get a real clear understanding of that. Yeah. Um, that's a real unique challenge that I'm, I'm kind of enjoying, but it's, it's, it's requiring a lot of work. Mm. And then we're trying to figure out like, oh, like how does how does it work? Like if you become an ally, like what does that mean? Do you, you know, what can you do? What can't you do? What kind of people can join? You know, what do we send them? How does that, how is, you know, it, it, there's so many little questions that we're sort of working through um so i gotta say in a sense it's kind of it's fortunate that i have a bit of time and headspace now to be able to work on that stuff because it's actually a way bigger job than i thought it would be. yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah i can i can i kind of got like a picture in my head how this idea came into fruition it's just you and tea sitting down having a few beers or something oh this would be a great idea and, and obviously not for seeing the massive challenge ahead <laughs>
1: Every time, man, every damn time, you're like, how can it fail? Like it's perfect. It's exactly yeah. what the world needs, and like we've already got it. It's all there, and then yeah, and then you get in and
0: like this yeah. is a big job. Yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. What are you um? What are you doing yourself to keep, I suppose, grounded and sane during this period?
1: Um, I'm keeping my I'm keeping my training very consistent. We've seen is- that. You know, yeah, strangely, you know, people No, that no, might surprise folks, but I, you know, it's very easy for me um, when I'm involved in projects, like with my business, it's very easy for me to just let my training drop off. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm being very consistent with that lately, which has been great. Um, I try to get out for a walk with my family and with the dogs most afternoons. Um, so that happens every afternoon. I don't always get to go because sometimes I'm, I'm at the, in the office, uh, but I try to do that most days. Um, and I suppose beyond that, I'm, I'm trying to just stay a little bit of aware of myself. I've been, I've been noticing, I've been working a little bit on my breath and my breath awareness. Nice. And lately I've been noticing that my breath hasn't been particularly good. And I think Mm. that that usually indicates to me that, I'm perhaps getting a little bit, um, overloaded, Mm -hmm. but I've been used to, and I'm kind of used to that after so many years of it that I typically don't do anything about it. So now I'm trying to sort of keep a little bit more of a, of an eye on that and then make time to do a bit of breath practice. And I mean, when I say breath practice, I'm talking like five or six minutes. Yeah. It's not high tech stuff. Um, but yeah, that's that's really what's what's keeping me uh, what's keeping me sane. I think I'm also kind of fortunate that my son is, you know, he's just past seven months old. So even if we weren't in lockdown, I wouldn't be doing much beyond like being yeah. at home with the family and, and working from home anyways, right? Because, you know, it's you not like it. I can, yeah, what am I gonna do? Like go out to the pub on weekends, <laughs> just, like hanging at home with a little guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those days are behind me.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Um, All right. we'll, We'll wrap, wrap things up, but I have one question for you. If you could get, like, I see the, the JB vision as like a, it's a, it's a big thing. Like it's a groundbreaking revolutionary type sort of phenomenon that I, that I love to see. If you could get people to enact one change to, to sort of do something similar in a way that, that radically changes beliefs or, or the culture um, each day, what would that be?
1: One thing each day. Mm. It would be taking your shoes off, get out in the sun, probably in the mid morning and mm-hmm. just move around a little bit doesn't matter what you do you can do some squatting do some joint rotations hang from a bar but just just be there in the sun with your shoes off take your top off if that works for you um and just make that part of your part of your training
0: yeah yeah well that's where it all started for you guys right like it was that idea that that forged the way
1: it did yeah and you know because because when you when you do that then you start to notice oh this feels real nice and then you get people who are like oh what are you doing you're like, Oh, I'm just doing a little bit of movement. And they're like, Oh man, it looks nice. I might take my top off and take my shoes off and join you, you know? And then before you know it, you're gathering a little sort of community or a tribe around this thing. And, you know, that's, it's kind of the kernel, but it's also the thing that's like integral to, to your health is like, get some sun, take yeah. your shoes off, like connect with your body. Um, yeah. I think that that's, that is a real simple way to start to build some, some uh, better health for folks. Um, for your body, but then also for your community and the people around you.
0: Mm, love it. That just pretty much sums up exactly why I love what you guys are doing. Moving, coming together. That's sick. Alrighty, bro. Thank you for jumping on. I'll, um, I'm will i sure everyone's going to love this one. And if they want to know more, where do they go?
1: Um, they can go to, well, the Alliance doesn't have a website yet. So they it's can coming. go to, yeah, it's coming. It'll be there soon. They can go to junglebrothers.com. They can see, what we're doing there and they can connect with us. Um, They can find me uh, if they want to know more about the Alliance or anything that I've mentioned uh, on Instagram at JB Joey. That's the easiest place to get me. Um, And yeah, mate, it's a, it's an honor. Thank you for having me on your show. It's great to connect you. You're up there in Newcastle, so I don't get to see you, uh, you know, unfortunately, but um, yeah, thanks for, thanks for making this happen.
0: Pleasure, bro. We'll have to catch up soon. Indeed.